This is the Apex United Methodist Church podcast. Water. Regardless of where you grew up, what denomination you were a part of, if you've been a part of any church, any place in the world, you know that there's something in the water. Whether you were baptized at six months old or 60 years old, there is something in this water. Maybe not something in this water in particular, but something about this water. Water that God uses to create a covenant with us, to show us his love for us. And each of us, when we enter into that covenant of baptism, is invited into this relationship with Jesus. Whenever we baptize someone in the United Methodist Church, we claim that we are initiated into Christ's holy church, that we are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation, and that we are given new life by water and the Spirit. We are in the beginning, the first Sunday of a new sermon series called Something in the Water. And each week we're going to break down a different part of that liturgy that we hear all the time when we do baptisms. That we are initiated, incorporated, and given new life through the waters of baptism. All of this is God's gift to us. It's something that we cannot earn. It's something that we probably will never fully understand. It's offered to us without price. It is a gift from God above. It's something that was given by God to make a way for us to tangibly experience the thing that God is doing spiritually in our lives. And so this morning we want to walk through the first part of that baptismal liturgy. What does it mean to be initiated into Christ's holy church? I want to begin by reading from Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Hear this word. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open, and the Spirit, like a dove, coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven, You are my Son, whom I dearly love. In you I find happiness. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks that there is something in and about this water that you call each of us to as we are baptized into your church. Lord, I pray that this morning you would speak through me and in spite of me a word that might help us understand what it means to be initiated into your holy church through the sacrament of baptism. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Initiated or initiation. That's a word that many of us have heard before, right? We usually hear it when we're talking about a club or a group of people that we are initiated into or initiation, things that we do to become or belong as a part of that community. I don't know about you, but for me, this word initiated or initiation doesn't always conjure up the best feelings within me. Because for me, a lot of times I was left out. I know it's hard to believe, but I wasn't always as cool as I am today. I wasn't always cool enough to work with Owen Barrow and um, the other pastors, Kyle and, and Jose Luis and Tim. And the fact that I'm having to tell you that actually probably means I'm not that cool after all. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, there's something about being a part of a group or being welcomed into a group that is so, so important. 
In fact, there are many people who study this social phenomenon. They've called it the theory of belongingness. They say that within each of us, there is this creative desire, something that is intrinsic to us as human beings, that desires to be a part of a group. It happens before we ever know what it, what it means or what it is. Anybody remember being on the playground in kindergarten and looking over and seeing those kids that were having a great time and wishing that you could be a part of that group? Or later on, maybe for me, it happened in middle school. I knew the group that I wanted to be a part of, and I knew what it would take to be a part of it. For me, it was the John Severe Middle School cheerleaders. I was in seventh grade, and there was nothing I wanted more than to be initiated into their group, to be able to stand up in front of the crowd at basketball and football games and to do those cheers. But before I could be a part of that cheerleading squad, I had to do tryouts. I was very committed to this process, and so I spent several weeks after school every single day in my front yard doing cartwheels and doing round-offs and practicing my cheers and taking that little tiny quiet girl voice and convincing my entire neighborhood that John Severe Warriors were the best, um, we were the best team in town and we were the team to beat. I remember that day that tryouts came along. It was open invitation, so anybody could be there. And of course, right there on the front row of the bleachers sat the group, the group of cheerleaders that I wanted to become a part of. And I watched them as they not so silently judged all of us uh, and all that we were about to do before them. We, de we did individual tryouts, and so I got up in front of the judges, and I said, Ready? Okay. And I did my first cheer, and man, it was excellent. If that was all that I had to do that day, I would have been a cheerleader. But there were two more cheers we had to do. And so I got ready. I said, ready? Okay, for the second one. And I happened to glance up, and bless her heart, the lady who was our sponsor for the cheerleading squad thought she was helping us all out by writing on big poster boards the, the words to the cheers. But she had them in the wrong order, according to my brain. And so I got so confused, I messed up, I had to start over twice. And needless to say, it was a downward spiral from there. I didn't make the cheerleading squad that day. And I have to say, it took me many, many, many days and weeks to get over the fact that I wasn't going to be a part of that group, that I didn't belong to the cheerleading squad. Now that next year and the year after, I kind of found my way into a group that became my people, and that was the church. Thankfully, I was able to be a part of a youth group that was thriving, that gave me an opportunity to be who God had called me to be. And for the first time in a long time, I felt like I belonged. And you know, I didn't have to learn any kind of special cheers to belong to this youth group. And I didn't have to try out for them to accept me into that body of believers. They just loved me and welcomed me into that group because that's how the family of God works. When you show up, you belong in that place. And so for me, I realized as I got to know them better that this belonging had happened long before I ever knew. It happened in my baptism. 
That belonging, that initiation into Christ's holy church happened when I was baptized. Now, I have a unique baptism story. I grew up as a United Methodist in Appalachia. And so, in many ways, our theology was Methabaptist. Anybody know where I'm coming from? Yes, Methabaptist. So, my parents did not have me baptized as an infant. They wanted me to grow up and to make that decision on my own and to be baptized later on. So our church, it was small, our community was small, and we decided to do a joint revival with the Baptist church down the street. That was a big deal, a joint revival. There'd be three nights of preaching and singing, and then we would have two nights of baptisms by immersion at the Baptist church. So I had, on the weeks leading up to this, I told my parents, I said, you know, I've accepted Jesus into my heart, and I really want to be baptized but because I'd never seen baptism by immersion, I'd grown up in the Methodist church, they wanted me to experience that on Thursday night so that I could do it and not be afraid on Friday. So we went, and I remember sitting there between my parents, my feet dangling in the pew right there. I had on a little blue jean skirt and a top with pink and white flowers on it. And as we sat there and we saw the baptisms happen, one after another after another, I felt this sense of urgency inside of me that I needed to be baptized. Not the next night when all of my family would be there. Not the next night when my parents had a change of clothes for me and a towel. But that moment, the Holy Spirit had gotten a hold of me and this moment of expectation and excitement was upon us. And so I begged my parents to let me go forward to be baptized that night. And thankfully, they did. So there I was baptized in that moment. And as I look back on that experience, I realize that that sense of urgency was not just me, a seven-year-old girl, completely understanding what was happening, but it was the Holy Spirit calling me to those waters of baptism. In the Methodist church, we call it prevenient grace. It's that grace that goes before us. See, we believe that God desires a relationship with each of us and that the Holy Spirit begins to work in our lives before we can ever name or fully understand it. That the Holy Spirit is the one that calls us and draws us towards those waters of baptism. That prevenient grace is what called me to baptism that day. And I have to say, in that moment, I couldn't quite fully understand the commitment that I was making or the opportunity that this was for me in my faith journey. There are still days when I can't quite grasp the vastness of God's love for me. How incredible it is that God made a way for us through the sacrament of baptism. Now, for those of you who may not have grown up in the church and don't know that fancy word sacrament, it just means that it's an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. We believe that there's more than just the water and the pastor and the person at work. In this baptismal covenant, we believe that the Holy Spirit is present and is working through those baptism waters. And we believe that it's our initiation, as it was Jesus' initiation in our scripture from this morning, that Jesus didn't do anything to earn or deserve. In this book of Mark, especially, it just cuts right into Jesus being baptized. He hasn't performed any miracles, he hasn't taught anybody yet. He just comes to those baptismal waters. And he experiences being claimed and belonging to the family of God. And just like that dove descends upon Jesus and says, This is my son whom I am well pleased. He brings great happiness to me. 
The same thing happens to us in baptism, that God claims us as belonging to the family of God, that before we can ever really know or understand that God does that for us. To me, that's one of the reasons why I think infant baptism is so, such an incredible witness to God's power in the sacrament of baptism. Now, as I grew up and I became more educated about Methodist theology and I realized what infant baptism was, I knew that this was the denomination in the faith for me. Because what it is in that moment of infant baptism, what better way to express that we can't do anything to earn or deserve the grace and salvation that is offered to us in the power of Jesus This tiny baby that we hold up and we baptize cannot understand or have regrets or feel like they have to earn God's grace. They don't know any of that, and yet that gift is offered to them without price. And we, as people of faith, as parents, as a church, we vow to bring that child up in the faith so that they can claim that baptism for themselves one day when they're old enough to understand You see, they belong already before they even know that theory of belongingness, before they ever know what it is to want to be a part of a group. They belong. They are initiated into Christ's holy church. And so for us, um, as we look at the power of baptism and the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, we realize that there's nothing that we can say or do to earn or to keep God's love, that it's offered to us. Infant baptism, to me, uh, many of us have experienced that. And if that's the case for you, I think it's a beautiful opportunity. And and Justin and I plan to baptize our son when he gets a little bit bigger. But I had a parent of a sixth grader explain it to me this way during confirmation. He said, you know, my entire adult life, people have been asking me, when were you saved? And that translates to when were you baptized in a lot of contexts, right? He said, at first, I didn't know how to answer them. When was I saved? I don't remember. I was baptized as an infant. I grew up in the church. And then he realized, and he asked them, he said, Can you remember the moment that you knew your parents loved you? Do you remember that moment when that loving happened, that you belonged in that family? Most of them responded, Well, no, no, I I can't remember. I, I don't remember that moment. My parents have always loved me. And he said, that's the way that it is for me. I've grown up in the church, and I was baptized in the church, and I cannot remember a time when I didn't know that God loved me. What a beautiful witness to the power of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That our children might grow up never knowing a time that God didn't love them, and God's grace wasn't offered to them. This child knows that they belong before they ever know that yearning for belonging. Through the sacrament of baptism, we each know that we belong. Isn't that good news? That we belong, that we're initiated into Christ's holy church, and that that deep desire that is born into us isn't because of some theory of belongingness. It is because of the power of the one who created us, God Almighty. Now, I don't know your story. Perhaps you were baptized as an infant, and you can't remember the amount of water or the pastor who even did it. You only remember it through pictures or through stories. 
I want you to know that your baptism is as powerful as an infant as it is when you're an adult. That that sacrament of baptism is about God working in a mighty way before you can ever know or understand God's love. Know that you belong in Christ's family and that the Holy Spirit has been at work in your life before you were baptized and will continue to work in your life throughout your days as a disciple of Jesus, helping you to draw closer in your relationship to Christ. Now, many of you, you remember your baptism. You may have been seven years old like I was or maybe even an adult may have been by immersion or by sprinkling, but you remember that moment when it happened. Enjoy and cherish that experience, but know that God was at work in your life long before that baptism happened, and that the Holy Spirit will be at work in your life day after day after day. You belong in Christ's holy church, and God is going to still work the Holy Spirit to bring you in as a follower of Jesus day after day after day. But I also don't kid myself in thinking that every person here has been baptized. There are probably a few of you who haven't been. If that's you, I want you to know that God desires you to belong in this community. That before you ever arrived into this church, Apex United Methodist Church, the Holy Spirit was at work in your life. That's why you're here today. The Spirit prodded you to come into this place. And I want you to know that we desire that you would experience the sacrament of baptism. In just a few weeks, the last day of this series on the 21st of August, after the 11 a.m. services, we're going to have a joint baptismal service out in the center outside of Crossroads. There's an option for baptism by immersion or sprinkling, because in the Methodist Church, we don't think it's the amount of water that is most significant about the act of baptism, but the Holy Spirit's work in that moment, making it a sacrament. If that's something that you desire, I hope that you will reach out to me and let me know. I would love to talk to you more about what baptism means. But I want you to know that you belong here, and that God wants you to belong to this people of faith through the sacrament of baptism. We will also, on that day, have a chance to remember our baptisms if we've been baptized previously. We'll have an actual coming forward and be able to touch the waters of baptism and remember this amazing gift that is given to us through a very ordinary element that God makes extraordinary in our lives. You may have noticed when you came in today that there are baptismal waters, bowls around the room, and even up here, over the next three weeks, I include, invite you to remember your baptism often, maybe as you come in and as you exit, but to touch those waters and to remember that you belong in this place, that you have been initiated into Christ's holy church, maybe making the sign of the cross on your forehead and remembering the sacrifice that Christ made for you on the cross and the power that we have as baptized people to live as faithful followers of Jesus every single day. You know, I'm so grateful that I belong here. I'm so thankful that that youth group back when I was in 7th and 8th grade reached out to me and helped me feel like I belong. And I hope that you feel like you belong here. Because you do. We belong here, and that is good news. Praise God who has initiated us into Christ's holy church. Amen.